everybody, and welcome to the 39th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is sponsored by Meeples and Milkshakes. Visit them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, Meeples. Speaking of meeples.ca, Meeples and Milkshakes, we will be visiting visiting them in-store Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, which would be July the... 7th. 7th. Yeah, we're going to be going down there. What are we going to be doing down there, Anna-Marie? We're going to be doing a puzzle building contest. (laughs) Yes, a family puzzle building contest. So us and the boys... Yeah, I entered. I thought it was going to be fun. It's just a fun little evening out with the kids. And it's... You... We're basically just uh, everyone... You can be in a group of one to four, and then uh, you just build a puzzle. They'll, they'll give you a 50, or if not 50, a 500-piece puzzle. Yeah. And the first group to um, to finish their puzzle wins. And you get to bring the puzzle home, and then what, what do you win? Yeah, so it's it's 60 bucks to enter the contest, and then, yeah, you get you get to bring the puzzle home when you're done. Every player at, at your table gets a $6 food voucher. Um, and then if you win, you get a one month, um, membership to like, to get the stay and play and yeah, for the family. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And I was like, ah, oh, that's going to be fun for, to go, uh, go play with the kids and just, um, just build a puzzle mm-hmm. and in, you know, preparation cause mm-hmm. my puzzle building skills are a little rusty. Um, I had gotten a puzzle pff, ages ago, like last year, I want to say, yep. And it was still in plastic. So I thought, hey, why don't, you know, I brush up on my puzzle skills. So I brought it out on Saturday, Sunday? One of the Saturday. Two. Saturday, yeah. I think. And, um, yeah, still building it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's going slow, but, you know. And so that one was 1,000 pieces. It was 1,000. So I'm, I'm anticipating with all four of us. And, um, you know, 500 pieces with the puzzle pieces being a little bit larger, mm-hmm. be all the more, all the, all we'll the easier. See. <laughs> yeah. I don't anticipate winning, but I just, you know, it'll be a lot easier than this tiny little, and that, that one that I'm building is poor quality. They're like paper yeah, thin pieces. That. They were super thin. I didn't even know they made puzzles like that. No, it's like, it's like putting oh. paper together. Yeah. Yeah. But my owls are coming along. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Back's getting a little bit sore, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And then you were building it on the patio. Oh, geez. Yeah. And then you didn't think about. I how... did think about it. You just didn't like my, uh, my solution. Yeah. You were going to leave our player mats outside. On, on... our back deck. Yeah. No. Yeah. So we had to end up Covered the back patio deck, by the way. Table inside and it's currently sitting beside our... Also my solution. To bring the table inside. <laughs> yeah, but now it's sitting in our dining room as well. So Yeah, where you can admire my yeah. half-finished um, owl handiwork. <clears throat> yeah, and the, the cats can knock all the pieces nope. all over. No, every, every time I, I'm done, I lay some shirts over top yeah. of it. And then I asked you the other yesterday to, to put some over top, and you put the our microfiber cloth over top of it. So when I went to go pull it off, it was like... Oh, really? All the puzzle pieces stuck to the cloth. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was pretty funny trying to... I, I came home at lunch and I was trying to work on it and I was like, ah. <laughs> I had to funny. pull all the pieces off, but that's all right. Well, yeah, puzzles. I, I don't remember the last time I did one, so I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Yeah. So 
we can um, talk about some new to the collection games. I have one that just arrived. Yeah, you do. And this one is um, the game that you ordered for me for Father's Day. Yeah. And it's just arrived now. Like, um, when was Father's Day? Father's Day was June 19th. Okay. I so think. About three weeks after. Yeah. Yeah, okay. With a long <clears throat> weekend in there. Yeah. That's well, not that bad. No. But, um... Yeah, this one is a game I've wanted for ages, and this one is from 2016 is when this game was made, and it's a game that I had an opportunity to buy at auction ages ago, and I think I've mentioned this before, and I I think I had it, like, it was like half the, the cost of the actual game at auction. I should have bought it, and I didn't. And you've been kicking yourself ever I since. I have, yeah. And that game is... Mechs versus Minions, uh, and this is designed by Chris Cantrell, Rick Ernst, uh, Stone Limbrand, art by Danny Beck and Tyson Henderson, and published by Riot Games. This one's two to four players, uh, 60 to 120 minutes. One of the designers' names is Stone? Stone. That's a yeah, pretty cool I name. I know, right? <laughs> so a lot of people have probably heard of Mechs versus Minions. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it, f- the first time I saw it, it was the, one of the first games I'd, I'd seen that had, uh, fully painted miniatures. Yeah, that's what you said. So, like the production quality of this game is out of control. I haven't taken it out of the box here yet. It's right on the table beside me, but. Cause you just got it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's, it just was stunning to see. And it has a cool theme that I loved. I loved what the way it looked on the, on the table whenever i saw it and i just thought man, well, that game looks awesome it's called mechs versus minions it just sounds like you're just fighting yeah. like sounds cool so i'm going to read you a little thing from bgg on what's actually going on in this game and it says mechs versus minions is a cooperative tabletop campaign for two to four players set in the world of runeterra players take on the roles of four intrepid yordles corky <laughs> tristana heimerdinger <laughs> and, i'm gonna be heimerdinger yeah. just to let you know <laughs> and ziggs who must join forces and pilot their newly crafted mechs against an army of marauding minions with modular boards, uh, pro program, programmatic, programmatic <laughs> command lines. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and a story driven campaign. Each mission will be unique, putting your teamwork, programming and piloting skills to the test. So yeah, it sounds like you're just, there's invading hordes of minions coming at you and you've got a, yeah, like program these mechs and tiles to move around and go with certain pathways and do certain things. It sounds so fun. That does sound fun. Yeah, and I, I've wanted this forever. So thank I'm you very, very much ex- for getting it. You're welcome. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward to playing this. Hopefully we can play it soon. And so um, is this is this from the, the video game League of Legends? Is that a video um, game? It's based of League of Legends, and I think League of Legends was a computer game oh, computer to begin game. with. I, I don't really know. But it's based on it, or it's some, based in, in that, that world universe. Because yeah. that's also isn't it League of Legends the same one that um, that little game that we that's awesome, that silver in the silver box, the really heavy one we saw that we're like, oh, let's get this. Oh, the Kings, um, oh yeah, the King something, and it's a. The um, really, the one with the stones. Yeah, that really cool. Yeah, um, uh, maybe that game. I want to say Gambit, the King's Gambit. Mm, I don't think that's what it's called. Probably not. But yeah, it, I think you're right. I think that game was a game within that game that we got. Yeah, is that it right there? Yeah. 
Of course, there's nothing on it. Oh, Tellstones. King's Gambit. King's Gambit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think that might be from within Leagues of Legends. I'm, I'm not sure. I think so. And that's like they play they play this game, game inside the in video game, game or yeah, computer exactly. game or whatever. Yeah, it's a, but it's a pretty cool little game. Awesome game. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm pretty stoked on getting, um, finally adding Mechs versus Minions to the collection. And um, yeah, I can't wait to play it. But you also opened up a new game that arrived in our mailbox uh, two days ago. Yeah. I think. Yeah. What game is that? This is a game you kickstarted, I believe. And I yes. believe you kickstarted it on the title alone or on the box yep. cover? Theme alone. Theme alone. Uh, okay. Just, well, yeah. The name and theme and artwork. I was just like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> this. So this game is So You've Been Eaten. Yes. Designed that's by, the name of the game. That's the name. <laughs> Punctuation at all. Um, and so this is designed by Scott Alms and art by Quan Chai Moria and published by Luda Creations. Yep. And so here... It's this, got a great little description on the back of the box. This here. is what drew you in. So, you've been eaten. Don't worry. This is simply an occupational hazard. In fact, it is fairly common among deep space miners fifth class, since the crystals that you seek happen to be inside giant space beasts. <laughs> Should you achieve your objective and meet your quota, it is then cost-effective to extricate you. In the event that the beast digests you, do not despair. Your non-organic parts will certainly be useful to future miners. Yep. <laughs> Finally, you could survive long enough to exit the beast from the other end than the one you entered, alive, and yet forever changed. Well then, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. Now, read the... So there's something in this game that I have never seen before um, in any game ever <laughs> that this game offers. So if you go to the section on there that tells you how many yeah. how many players this game is, you should read what the different options are there. So, you've been eaten. Can be played as a game for two players with a minor player against a beast player. It can be a game for one player with the minor player against a hibernating beast mm -hmm. or a game for one player with the beast player against a robot miner. Yep. Or a game for zero players. Zero players. <laughs> with a hibernating beast against a robot miner. So I don't really know what is that, that means. Is that just for fun? I or don't know. Is, I think, that... is it just two decks of cards that you just flip cards over <laughs> and see which You just stare at them wins? and see what happens. I don't know. I have no idea what they mean by zero players. Can So, like, this game can be played with zero players. So you're pitting these two yeah. entities against each other, but you've got no stake in it. You're just kind of seeing what happens, what happens, I guess. That would be fun know. if you could do that. It sounds hilarious. But... Everything about this game. And I think it's cool they have the two different um, solo player versions where you can play as the beast yeah. or the miner, and yeah, it I looks like it. awesome. The production looks great, just you know mm -hmm. from the box here, and yeah, just a, like you said, a fun theme. Everything about it, I was like, yeah, oh, for sure, I'm backing this. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and it, it came. Uh, we also got a little expansion for it. I believe. Ooh, the confused immune system. Yeah. <laughs> And mini expansion. The cool thing too with uh, from the board, from what I could tell, the board of the game is just the like intestinal track of the <laughs> giant monster that you've been it's, eating in. You're trying to make your way through. It it's hilarious. got an explanation too. Okay, let's, let's, I can't remember what it was. What was it? So this is the confused immune system. A digestive system can be a complicated space. 
Most of the times, it can take a lot of punishment, but some other times it can overreact. You need to be careful in managing its reactions to your actions. In so you've been eaten, confused immune system, the beast will have to do their best to make sure their autoimmune response is not too aggressive, and the miner will try to agitate things. There are points up for grabs for the player who can control autoimmune tiles most effectively. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, so they not, add little, yeah. It's a tiny little expansion. It's got a few um, cards and a tiles few tokens and, yeah. and whatever. But yeah, that sounds awesome. The <laughs> that game, game looks, looks like fun. And that's Luda Creations? Luda Creations. Yeah, looks awesome. The artwork's great too, Quancha Moria. Yeah. Really, nice, really nice. bright, vibrant colors like always. Yeah. So that's two pretty awesome games that we've added to the collection in the last couple days. And uh, I think, yeah, that's about enough of that. We have some crowdfunding we want to talk about. So we're going to head on over to our crowdfunding segment right now. then here we are at our crowdfunding segment of the episode and i have a game to talk about that is um highly anticipated by myself and (laughs) and uh about three or four others from around our crew here because this is the sequel to a game that we played um during the early days of the pandemic back when everyone was um you couldn't walk down couldn't go yeah. to each other's houses we couldn't do nothing and we we found ways to play certain board games uh over zoom and so forth and one of the ones we did was gloomhaven and i'm not talking about Frosthaven. um i'm talking about we played the king's dilemma over zoom there was me and kurt and scott and aaron and Brendan? Brendan, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I think so? I think so. And my goodness, was that a lot of fun over Zoom. Um, Aaron was able to uh, control the whole game. He had the board at his house, and we had our little uh, player uh, cards and pamphlets and stuff here representing the different houses that Mm -hmm. we were playing, and it had all our information, and we were able to do this over Zoom really well. So what game am I talking about? The Queen's Dilemma, which is going to... I just saw a commercial for it. Uh, that it's coming to Kickstarter shortly. Nice. And uh, yeah, oh my goodness. The King's Dilemma was so much fun. I want to buy a copy of The King's Dilemma just to have here on the shelf that we can leave here for, I don't know, five years or something. Yeah. And then when the kids are older, yeah, uh, we could play it. Play with them. It's because it's a bit mature. Yeah. There's some, uh, well, actually it's very mature in cer- certain ways. <laughs> it's like uh, there's like beheadings and you yeah. know, stuff like that. <clears throat> Not but, appropriate um, for a seven-year-old. No, <laughs> no, for sure. And th- so this, yeah, this is the Queen's Gambit. And this comes from Horrible Guild. Name is always funny to me. Um, but yeah, I believe it's the same designers. Uh, it's the same system. But if I people, was going to ask, is it the same idea? Yeah, it's the relatively the same system. I believe there's probably little tweaks to it. But overall, it says, um, oh, right here on BGG's uh, page for it says the queen's dilemma is a sequel to the king's dilemma the award-winning interactive narrative legacy game and uses the same dilemma card system to bring players into another adventure set in the kingdom of ankist much of the gameplay of the queen's dilemma will be focused on a big map of kingdoms 
of the kingdom. Players will take control of different regions and manage them. There will be several resources to gather with different uses, and players will be able to exchange them to construct buildings and other personal improvements. And then there's also the this is the this is the thing about the game. There's the tense voting sessions. So like, what happens in this is like there's different people have different power, and you vote for basically one of two options, and depending on who your house is. Okay, I'll back up a bit. So the king, in the king's dilemma, was always given, um, he has a dilemma to deal with at different certain parts of his life. Mm -hmm. And depending on what, whose house you are, so picture kind of Game of Thronesy. y um, you're these different houses that support the king, or maybe you don't, sort of, right? You're, yeah. Um, and you, the, the, the dilemma is going to offer different outcomes, depending on how this this vote happens and that vote that you literally have to do between all of you yourselves will swing the way the story goes and the way the plot so, changes so they could choose your own adventure but you have yeah. to uh, decide on the outcome together you do and it you you try to vote for what's going to benefit you um the most and then you are trying to persuade each other to vote certain ways and it's really, really, really interesting. And it's got this kind of swaying bar um, that goes back and forth between um, how these decisions are being made. And it's just, and the, the way these decisions are made changes the outcome of, of everything. And it's really cool. That's very interesting because, you know, kings have their advisors, right? Yeah. So like... When... That's basically who we are. Yeah. We're like these heads and we're trying to, to we're trying to kind of convince him one way or another. But even the advisors generally would have their own agendas, right? Totally so that's they do. exactly like it's just interesting because you've got Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm totally helping you, but I'm also helping myself. Right? Yeah. And then you're 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 like arguing with each other and you're and you also get into character, which is really cool. <laughs> because like you like I did for sure. I uh, my house was the um the roosters. I forget what they wore what the name of it was, but they they're uh their uh, sigil was a big rooster with a crown on its head, and I loved it. <laughs> and they were just kind of, um, I don't know, scallywags. They were. But you don't want to. You don't want to spoil anything for. No, that doesn't. Yeah. Every house is kind of out for themselves, but these guys were just like some are really out for money, and some are out for power, and some are yeah. out for this and that other thing. But um, mine, my house was just really great. I got right into, like, and some of the like some of the characters would be like very pro helping the people, right? The mm -hmm. general people of the kingdom. Others would be like very like, oh, we don't care about the people, behead the guy, be done with him, let's move on sort of thing. Like yeah. some people would be showing mercy. Some would be like bloodthirsty. Yeah. And you got right into that character and you'd be like, you'd be arguing in for something that you yourself think is horrible, <laughs> Right. But you're just like no, like I say, uh, burn, burn, burn the, burn her, Ooh. right? <laughs> and like I'm totally fine with that. Make yeah, put her on the stake burner. Oh. That's definitely the way we need to go here. Obviously, you don't want to do that. And, and but that's what's cool about the game is they had a big disclosure thing at the beginning of it, where they said like, okay, we realize in this game there's going to be awful decisions you have to be made, and awful decisions that you are going to be pro for. Yeah. But that is your character. That is your house. This is back in the medieval times when this stuff was kind of normal. Well, 
normal, right? And yeah. they so they do this big disclosure bit, like you know, don't get it bent out of shape. Like nobody actually believes this stuff, even though they're arguing for it, right? Yeah. So I thought that was really great, and we got right into that because. <laughs> Like, uh, Aaron was really good at it, too, where he's just full-blown into character about arguing on behalf of whatever. But you can tell he's just, like, yeah. just dying inside, being <laughs> like, I can't believe I just said that, right? Yeah. But, so that that <laughs> is that kind of stuff that the game brought to the table that I absolutely loved, and which made it, well, one of my favorite games of the year by a long shot. Makes me, just thinking about it now, makes me like, I gotta find a copy, throw it on the shelf. So that we can have that game for later. Well, maybe that'll come up in the um, in the Queen's Dilemma. Maybe you'll be able to buy the King's Dilemma as well. Uh, Sometimes perhaps, they yeah, do that, right? The Kickstarter page isn't even available yeah. yet. They just had a little commercial. But uh, yeah, the Queen's Dilemma is So if a, it's anything like the King's Dilemma, you're going to oh, love it is what you're saying. Hands down, <laughs> 100% we're getting it's this garbage. Game. We'll throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's going to be great. And so, but I think it'll probably have enough differences, especially because yeah. it'll be a completely different story. Yes. Um, that That'll be, be interesting worth... to see what yeah. the differences are in the game. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be the same houses. Like, I don't know if it takes yeah. place right then and there. If within. it's a different queen that's not even I don't know. related. It's in a different yeah. part of the country. I have no idea. Yeah. But it, if it's anything like that one, and it is, yeah. um, it's going to be fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to that. So that commercial got me excited. Um, yeah, definitely. That it's the Kickstarter is coming soon. I don't know when, but I would say this summer. I'm going to wager because they, you know, they're coming just, soon. They're not going to leave soon. it they're for not next year. December. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's the Queen's dilemma. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, we'll be talking about that again. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's enough yeah. about that. What else? Uh, <laughs> there was another game. You you had a game you're looking yeah. at or so, games. Yeah, mine is a little bit little bit different than yours um it's not one gigantic game it's a bunch of little games right and these are called uh this is uh the company is called button shy and this is just a reprint campaign and these are for what they call wallet games so they're all the games come in this like little um simple flip wallet i want to i want to describe it like um a a checkbook where you like keep your checks but like half the size anybody (laughs) remembers what (laughs) checkbooks like yeah from like the 90s were like so it's like a little plastic case that you would stick the checks in right yes and so that's what it is that's what holds it and then they have cards that they're all card games and yep. the cards like slot into them yes and we happen to have one yes. of the games on hand here um that kurt dropped off here and said was awesome and we got to play it when we haven't played it yet sprawlopolis yeah straw sprawlopolis or straw and yeah it's in this little is it t or p Strawlopolis. Strawlopolis. Okay. Yeah. Sprawlopolis. It's a P. Oh, spra- <laughs> yes. Sprawlopolis. Um, but yeah, we have it. This little, uh, yeah, it's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a little little card pouch and it's, uh, it looks like a wallet. But we haven't played that one yet. But this this campaign that you're looking at yeah. has different ones. Yeah. So this, it has that one in it actually right now too. Oh, but okay. it's, it's um, because it's a reprint campaign, what happens, they, it's just a small company and they do, um, when they have like games that are they're either sold out or they're um, running low on them, mm-hmm. they're they're starting to do these like reprint campaigns. So this is the third one they've done, and they've done it a little differently. This one is on GameFound. It's the first time they have a great video. Um, oh yeah, it's like it was funny. one to two minutes, 
I would say one mini event, and it's hilarious. It's an old video that I'm assuming they did for their either first campaign or their second yeah. campaign of reprints, and they've basically just like edited over. <laughs> Looks hilarious. With, it's hilarious because yeah. it's just they cut it up and like voice over themselves. Yeah. Thing and add, like cross out numbers and put in other yeah. numbers over top of for it the and... first time on <clears throat> GameFound. Yeah. <laughs> GameFound. Yeah, just... So it's worth it. Just like watching the quick video. It, it just good humor. I, I really appreciated it. Yeah. Um, but it's got about two days left, uh, two and a half days left to back. And it, you're, uh, you can back different levels. You can get, um, they're only doing six games. They have, they've published at like sounds like nine up to ninety of these little um, wallet games. Yeah, I and hadn't even heard of it until Kurt dropped yeah. this one off here. Yeah, yeah. And so what they're doing is they're they're doing six games and they're ten expansions. So for all six games and their ten expansions, it's eighty bucks U.S. Is um, and Sprawl Sprawlopolis so is one of the games. It's one of them that you can choose. Okay. So you can also buy just one game for eleven dollars, two for twenty one, three for thirty one. It keeps going up. Sure, it gets for cheaper until yeah. six until uh, six games. Um, so that's just if you buy just six individual games. But if you get the bundle, then you're getting the expansions with it. Right. Um, and so they basically they started with I think two or three games that. Um, they were saying these are the ones we're putting out. Yeah. And then as they hit certain stretch goals, they were releasing other games that they would yeah. put out, but they were capping it at six. Cause I guess if they just um, offered all of the games, then it would be a nightmare for them to try to yeah. produce like little bits and big bits. No, and... they wouldn't be able to handle it. No, they, they are a company that hand, um, they hand package everything. They all this. They they pack all the cards into, into the, the wallet. The wallet by hand. They put yeah. that thing into a yeah into a package, and then they mail that. Yeah, they they do like a lot of entire. Well, it's entirely hands on labor yeah. for themselves to do this. Yes. So it looks like um, the as of right now, the games that are available are Spaceshipped, Spaceshipped Lockdown, which is an expansion previously unreleased. Revolver Noir and Revolver Noir Rogue Agents, okay. Wonder Tales, and Wonder Tales Rumpelstiltskin and Magic Mayhem, right. um, Ragemore, Tides, and Mint Julep. Um, but they did have Sprawlopolis here, I believe, as well. And that might be one of the uh, add-ons you can choose. I think there were three add-ons. Right. Um, okay. But yeah, so they've got... They've got those games there. I, I was looking through the descriptions on all of them. They all sound fun. Even I'm not a huge solo gamer because we usually play together. Yeah. But um, I know our oldest loves card games too. And he will sit there and just make up games by himself. So yep. he'd probably love those solo ones as well. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I thought I thought this was just a neat idea, putting these games out together and um, a great way to kind of get into it. And, and what was the cost? On if you wanted the big package, eighty dollars, and you get how many games? Six games and uh, ten expansions. Wow. Okay. That so that's pretty good for you know even if you know for the they just they're cool they're in this little yeah, little just, package you know, and just, just a over card $10 game. Dollars a game. Yeah, which yeah. I think is extremely reasonable. Yeah, for sure. And then if you're doing that eighty, that's all these expansions. You're getting ten expansions for twenty bucks essentially. That's great. That and, sounds cool to me. And then you can just pick and choose if you want just any single games. But um, but yeah, so that's what I was looking at that I thought re looked really neat. And that's the Button Shy reprint campaign. 
Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll have to um, take a uh, deeper look. With that, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I think that's enough about uh, our crowdfunding stuff. And we have a review to do. So, we will see you over in the final segment right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode, and it's time for another Meeple Dungeon Review! And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing Foundations of Rome, designed by Emerson Matsucci and published by Arcane Wonders. Yes, the Foundations of Rome. So this game was a huge Kickstarter that we did not get in <sighs> and i remember seeing it you know back uh, well 2 years ago i think is when it it, it uh, funded and that was before we really knew how kickstarter worked and what things were and how this you know like before we really started getting into huge kickstarters right this thing was massive um expensive yeah it big was big deal right back yeah. then so but um um, I got a message from, uh, meeples.ca here, uh, meeples and milkshakes. And they said that they had a couple copies coming in to the store. And I was like, Oh yes, I, I think I should, uh, order one of these. So I did. And I, I didn't know a ton about it. I just knew it was super hyped. And then I watched some videos on it. I was like, Oh, right. That's what that game is. And it, it's a city builder. Yeah. And we don't have a city builder at all. Uh, certainly not of this type of a city builder. Where this is a physical, big, bulky, chunky, plastic game. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of that's similar is like Santorini. Which, <laughs> Which is, is not, not similar at all. <laughs> no. So. But I mean, as, as a... In the sense of putting the buildings down and suppose like you kinda, moving you them end around, up with and, a little town made. Yeah, I suppose it, it, it looks kind of similar. Yeah, it's not. Yes, it's not similar, but just similar. No, components. but I understand what you're saying. But you're creating a little cityscape. But this and it's this Greece, is, and this is Rome, so yes, you know. So it has a similar kind of look, I suppose. But this is a straight up city builder, um, and this one is pretty neat. Do you want to uh, explain? kind of how it works a little bit sure um so the theme let's, well first off let's talk about the theme the theme is built literally building rome. building rome over 
three eras. Yes. And, and those eras represented... About 10 years each. 10 years. So I think so this it's is like 30 a 30 years. 30 year, yeah. Yeah. Building up of kind of the center of Rome. The foundation of Rome. Yes. Foundations of Rome. The foundations <laughs> of Rome. And yeah, well, here, I'll... I'll um, I'll, I'll just kind of set the stage here okay. with uh, with what we're looking at. You have a main board, and it has two sides. And on those two sides is just different amounts of a, places to play down pieces, it's depending a grid. on player count. It's like an 8x8 eight eight grid. Yeah. Or what is the Is it 8? 1, uh, two, eight. Three, four, five, six. But uh, in a two-player game... Oh, in a two-player it game, a it's a... seven-player yes. grid. In a three-player game, it's 8. In a... Uh, four player, uh, is it? Yeah, two, three, four. Yeah, so four would be nine, five would be ten, I believe. Um, either way, it's a big grid. We've got stuff on the board, so that's yeah, why we, we can't flip it over and check. I cannot flip the board <laughs> over right now because we've got stuff all over it. But we're on the two player side of the board, and it's got a seven by seven grid that we're going to end up filling up with with buildings. Yeah. Um, and then you're also going to have um the uh, call it the era board, maybe board deeds. with the eras, and that's going to be a uh, a board with three different decks of cards on it, um, that are going to represent uh, three different eras, and it's going to have a section of one, two, three, four, five, six slots for deeds, and the deeds are just the, Co- the physical, grid coordinates. Yeah, co- yeah, the coordinates. So like you'll have the deed to A one, right? If yeah. you purchase that. And it will allow you to build in the A1 square. And they're all going to be for sale on that deed board from $2 all the way up to $10. And as they get purchased, they slide down and they become cheaper. Right. Um, that sort of deal, kind of classic thing. And then there's also a victory point board slash population track board uh, that's going to just uh, just simply... Uh, Track your track victory your points, victory points that you population. have currently, and the the amount of population that you currently have as well. And that's really about it. Yeah. So how does it how does it work? Okay. So, starting with the first player, each player chooses one of three actions. Yes. Oh, that and is- we should say you start with a starting hand of six. I think. Six deed cards, yes. Now, six deed cards. That for gives like the you your first... starting spots that you're available to build. Yeah. For the first game, you just take your cards and you, whatever you place your little dudes out. Yeah. But you, um, as you play more games, then you can do drafting. You do a deed yes, drafting. Which and so, we highly recommend. Yes. If you ever have the option to draft cards, you always <laughs> do pretty <it>. much <laughs> should. Yes. However, but, yes. Yes. So, um, you as a player, you also have your own like player tray oh, yeah, of physical that. buildings. So <laughs> yes, they're you have a massive player a tray. massive player tray, and they're all labeled. Um, you have three different types of buildings. You have commercial buildings, which are like banks, and they are going to give you income. You have uh, civic buildings, um, which are basically going to give you multipliers. Yeah, they're multipliers for points. Or money, depending on what they're next the adjacency to. Adjacency placement. Yeah, yep. adjacency. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then you have the residential buildings. So where yep. people live. <laughs> yep. And that's that's, that's all you have. Well, you plus, have a whole bunch. Yeah, plus um, your little, I can't remember what they're called, but they're 
basically lots um, lot or ho- lot, lot holders, holders placers or lot places yeah they're just a little to- a little plastic um uh, roman head like thing, the depending on what are they the roman um, it's like a centurion helmet, helmet. century thank you that's what I was going um, for, for you and and mine was a uh, oh yeah a, a torch uh, yeah a torch and it's just a little spot so that when i buy uh d8 um you, it's I like a place, placeholder yeah i place down my little thing on d8 no showing that that's only my spot i'm the only I one can who can build, build on I it exactly that. yes so um, you have that as like for your own trade. They're all color coordinated, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, uh, and they're nicely color color coordinated. It's not like one is bright green and bright blue and and you know so forth. It's like one is gray, one is tan, and one is like yeah, a, the a, buildings, a nice soft green. The buildings are all the same color for all the players, but they've got um, your your individual color. You have a little uh, a little individual thing you pop in them so that you yeah. know which buildings are yours. Like yeah. mine have little purple squares. When yours. you first open up the game, you yeah. have to insert these little little uh little colored tabs indicating that all these buildings are for the red team yeah and all those buildings for the purple team but so it's far. nice because all the um like all the residential buildings are the same color yep. for every player all the commercial buildings are all the same color right yep. there so that's nice yeah. um so how does this how does this how does this go down <laughs> okay so on your turn you're going to do one of three things sure you can buy a deed so you yep. can use your money you can purchase a deed from the deed board yep then you take Simple. you take the deed and you put your little my little centurion helmet, my placeholder, yep. and I pop it on that, on that grid coordinate. On grid, that's Simple. It. That's my turn. Yep. Next turn. Next player. Um, the, another thing, the second thing you can do is you can build or upgrade on lots that you own. Yep. So you have basically um, on in your little player tray, you've got uh, buildings that will take up one square, mm-hmm. buildings that will take up two, yep. three, four um, that's it. Four spots, but, but they come in different ways. You have singles, you have um, double side by side, you have a triple that's in a straight line, a triple that's in like an L shape. Yep. You have a four that's in a square. And you have a four so that's in a straight line. A four that's in a straight line. Yeah, so you have all these different kind of poly poly. I always say it wrong. Poly- polyomino. Polyomino yeah. shaped buildings. And it's nice because they give you different options for. Um, how many spaces you can fill up. So you might not be able to get the deeds to four uh, four straight lots in a row, but you might be able to get um, four squares, you know? Right. So it gives you just different options that way. But you can build or upgrade. So when you're building, you just take off one of your uh, deed or your placeholders and you put a building on it. Um, if in the future you're going to build again and you have um, a placeholder beside a building you've already built Mm -hmm. you can upgrade so you can just choose a larger building and put it in place of the other one and then um you as long as you're building a building that is more it holds more land than the previous be bigger you could not replace a two with a different two yeah and a four with a different four like you can't go from a straight line to a square with a four um but yeah so that's kind of what you're doing you're just upgrading um so you can build or upgrade. That's your second action. Yep. Simple. Your third action. And building costs you nothing. Nothing. It's if you have the you've spot, already bought say the you've deed. Got three red. You know you've got B eight, C eight, and D eight. Yep. You could take any straight three building you have and slap it down there. And when and you're that's it. And when you're upgrading, you don't have to upgrade like a commercial building for a commercial building. Nope. You it's, can upgrade a commercial building for a residential building sure. or a civic building. Yep. It just has to be bigger. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's it's simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, third action. 
is you can take income. That's so it. everybody gets a base five income. So whenever you take yep. income, you're getting minimum of five. Um, but then if you if you've built any of your commercial buildings, they have a little um, that little purple or red or whatever yep. square that you've popped in there is going to tell you how much income you get on top of it. So it's going to yep. be one, two or three. Yep. So you could be getting five to eight for your income. Exactly. And that's it. Well, no, you could be getting a lot more than that if you have a lot more of those buildings out. Yes, but uh, sorry, that yes. is that is true. Um, I was just counting them all in my head. Yes. You're very correct. <laughs> you if you have, had all your commercial buildings, you out, you'd be getting a, a lot money, more. But that's not going to be yeah. a good strategy. So um, that's what you're going to do. You're going to choose one of those things to do, and then you're going to do it, and then the you're the next player is going to do it, mm -hmm. and the next player, and you're just going to go around doing that until um, there. So you take this the. Um, the deck of deed cards, you've shuffled them all up. They've been split into, and I like this, um, roughly um, equal decks. You don't have to count them out. You nope. just say, okay, that's era one, era two, era three. We've got roughly the same amount in right? each era. There might be two less cards in era two compared to era three. But whoop you do that's a total random. Yeah. And it's cool. So yeah. you, you can't count back. Okay, there's there's always 10 cards. So yeah, uh, you, you can't count it out. It's just whatever's there is there. Yes. And so every time somebody purchases a deed, uh, like you had said earlier, it moves down to the left. So the cost of the remaining ones is going to get cheaper. Yep. Then you just take from that same era that you're in another deed. It. You yep. fill it up. Um, and that just happens automatically. So once you have no cards left in the in the era card pile... And all of the deeds have been purchased. So mm -hmm. once there are no deeds for that era left on the board, um, that's the end of the round. And once you've the last person has purchased the last deed, then everybody gets one chance to build something. Yep. And that ends the round. And then that ends the round. And then you do an end of era scoring yeah. section. And so you're going to, on the, if, they're almost always the they're same. They're pretty much identical. slight differences. Yes. But generally speaking, so for era one, at the end of scoring, uh, you do your, your commercial buildings where you're going to gain uh, cash equal to the value of the uh, dollar symbols showing on the buildings that you have. Um, and then players are also going to gain victory points equal to the values revealed on their player boards. So underneath the, uh, what are they called? Commercial Finance? buildings. Commercial buildings. When you take it off your player board and throw it onto the main board, underneath those are going to show victory points yes. of various types so that's where you're going to pick up some victory points right yeah. there so if you ever and that's where part of the strategy comes into because if you decide you, you've got say like a level four um uh, commercial building out you're going to get five victory points for it yes but well, i guess i'll say level three um and then if you wanted to swap that for a level four residential building you're going to be taking your commercial building putting back in your board yes. covering up those victory points so now the next time you would go to score that those are not yes. showing and you don't get them so. And then there's also the civic buildings. So the players will gain victory points for adjacent buildings as shown on the top. So that's what the civic buildings are all about. On the top of the civic buildings, they're going to show you victory points you can get for adjacency. Yep. And it's going to have a little symbol. It's going to say, you could have, say, on this one, it says three victory points for every civic building that this civic building is beside. Yeah, on, orthogonally on adjacent. Orthogonally. And it doesn't have to be just mine. It could be yours Absolutely. and mine. So if this is placed down beside two other civic buildings, it's going to get you six points when that scoring yes. comes. 
Then there's other ones that give you points for being beside uh, the money. The commercial the buildings. Commercial buildings. Yep. And there's ones that are going to give you points uh, when they're beside People? the the social, or what are they called? There's residential Residential houses. Yep. Um, the two points per per person, person yeah. that it shows, right? And so forth. So that's how the civic buildings work. Then there's the residential buildings. And these ones are a little trickier. It might be the most tricky part of the game to understand. Yeah. And, this and you have to easy. read it a couple of times to be like, did I read that right? And then you realize, no, yeah. I totally read that right. <laughs> you totally read it right. So what it, it, simply what it is, is at the end of the round, you're going to count up all your residential buildings and you're going to see how many people you have, right? So right now on the board, I have uh, 12. And then at the bottom, so you have that sideboard, the victory point part, and you have the population tracks. So you're going to adjust your population depending on accordingly what to how many people show on your buildings yeah. that you have out so i would adjust mine to 12 and then yours shows uh seven and then what you're going to do if you were highest on that track at the end of the round you're going to take that many wh whatever you're at yep for uh victory points po population you're going to get simply victory points for that so if i was at 12 and i was in I was the furthest along. I'm going to get 12 victory points and I would adjust my victory points like that. I would also get at the bottom because I was first in population, a bonus. And there's three different bonuses for the three different rounds, four points, seven points and 10 points. And then also you are going, then everyone else behind you. This is where it gets kind of interesting in a two player game. Yes. It's kind of rough because you, <laughs> it's something you really have to pay attention to because this is, I'm going to explain it as simply as I can. If I'm at 12 mm -hmm. and you're at seven, you are going to get 12 victory points Yes, because you are simply going to score the amount of victory points of the population, that population you of the player that is ahead of you. Yes. So in a I'm going to get 12 game. because I'm at 12 and I'm also going to get the bonus because I was the furthest ahead, but then you're simply going to get whoever's ahead of you, yes. which is me in yes. a two player game. Right. Yeah. So you could be at three yep. for population and I could be at 12 and you're going to get 12 points. Yes. I'm going to get 16 because, because I the got bonus. the 12 plus the bonus. And then as the game goes on in a two player game, it, it is, it is difficult. That's a difficult balance you have to watch. Because say we were playing with three players yeah, and we had another person at eight and you were at three and I was at 12. Yeah. I would get the 12 plus the four bonus points yep. for 16. Uh, the next player down the line at eight is going to get 12. Yeah. And then you being at three are going to get eight. Yeah. So if that person was at four instead of eight, he would get 12 and I would, and get, would four. get four. Yes. <laughs> and and then if someone were behind you, yeah, they would get three. Yeah, and it's it's a really weird thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, it's very um, interesting. I've never seen anything no quite like that. And it's it's pretty really weird for a two player game because you really have to watch that. Yeah, because I, if I scream up the population track, I'm going to be doing well. But then you are also going to be doing well. I'm going to be getting the bonuses. Yes, which which are, are huge good, at the yes, end for sure. Towards the end, they're yeah. really good. But early on, it's only a four point difference for me to do all the legwork on putting out all these buildings with pop, popular, uh, yeah, the residential buildings where you're going to get almost the same amount of points as me for what I've done. 
Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So you really have to watch that particularly early on in the game and particularly in a two-player game. With the higher player accounts, this kind of goes away a little. Like, a little, uh, it's, yeah. it's not as severe. Um, but yeah, that's how that works. So you're just going to, you're going to do your scoring for the commercial buildings, the civic buildings, the residential buildings, and then you're going to start a new round. Yeah. You're, gonna you're going to take era two yeah. cards. You're going to fill the, the deeds for sale yep. um, section. And then you're going to do another round. And yeah. you're simply doing those three actions where you're either purchasing a deed card, building a building or upgrading a building that you already have, or getting some cash. That's, That's it. it. And you go through until all the deed cards are gone. Then you do the same thing for scoring. you do scoring. the same thing. You do the end, end era scoring again, and you can do it one more time for the third era, and there's going to be slightly different scoring at the end of that. Because you don't need income at the end. You're yeah. going to so you're you're gonna 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 end get up victory points. Victory points rather than money sort yeah. of thing. And that's kind of the way it's going to work. And that's the game. That's it. That's a, that's the game. So when I when we first um, when we got this and we looked at and I was like a one to four players is like it's huge this huge big box mm-hmm. and and I looked at the time thinking is going to be like ninety to ninety minute or like two hours I was thinking is going to be a big heavy game. This game plays in an hour. Yeah, oh yeah. It plays in an. It is so unbelievable like and it's a fast hour yeah i would say it's like between 15 and 20 minutes per round yeah and three rounds and that's it and i don't um like we've played this quite a bit at two player yep but i don't anticipate that time changing in a three to four player game because you're doing the same things it's a quick action it they don't take long and you're just zipping around yeah it's like it's you're using yeah it's very simple it's very quick um but it's got some crazy decision making going on and yeah. some crazy tactics and stuff. So let's we've talked about how this game works. Um, let's revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well to this? Obviously, Obviously it does. Yeah. This the theme is pretty much everything for this game. You're literally physically building Rome yeah. with these crazy cool uh, building minis. Yeah, structures. And there's some of these are, I mean, I mean, this one's basically every um, square, every building area on here is about an inch. So some of these are three, four inches long. Yeah. And about plus the gaps an inch in and between, half to two so inches tall, some of them. And then some big. of the monuments are even bigger. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. So theme outstanding. Yeah. Theme is this, is the game. If without the themes, like what, what is it? I don't know, right? Just, <laughs> but the you're building Rome, and it's just it feels like you're building Rome. Yeah. Um, we can talk about the components, okay? The components are they're top notch. They really they're are top drawer. They're the the player trays that you have house every one of your buildings in a perfect little spot. Yeah, it has the little so cap to well plastic cap to go on top, yeah. so they don't move around. Exactly. It's got the tray tops that go on these. The trays all stack on top of each other. It's beautifully put together. All the the buildings themselves are really nice, thick, hard, strong plastic. Um, The board is great. I love the board. I'm going to just stop there for a second because you think, okay, we're playing on a grid. It's a gray drab grid, Mm -hmm. right? But as you fill it up, it's awesome because you're building the city, but also that gray grid is surrounded 
by a picture a, of Rome. Yep. Just like beautiful on like the sea right there. Beautiful sea. sea. And you've got a little river. You've got like the buildings with the red roofs on, you know, and yeah. and um you know, like the trees. Like it's just they've got a nice colorful board, a border yep. bordering the grid, which is awesome because you're you've got that color so you're not just it doesn't feel like you're just looking at a a not gray grid you're you're so engrossed in what you're doing and that you've got this pop of color around it yep. it's it's a nice touch to that board for sure and yeah like you said as, like as you could you play just play it game, on a chessboard but this makes it you could that much better but it just looks better yeah but yeah it, as you play it it just look starts it looks better and better it becomes more and more looking like a city looks awesome yeah um and then the 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 little uh, player or victory point tracker and population trackers, dual layer. It's great. The little cubes sit and and they're great. They don't they don't fall off and you don't lose your spots. The uh, the deeds board, main kind of board there is nice. Um, everything's top quality. The cards are top quality. All the little all the little plastic bits are really top quality. And the, the one nice little touch here is that all the different players do have a different marker. So my red marker for holding my places is a torch. Yeah. Yours is a centurion helmet. Uh, the other two are in the box. I don't know what they are, but they're all different. So yeah. it's not just all, everyone has a different colored torch. We all have physically yes. different things. I really liked that. Little things that go a long way. Yeah. It's right? really, really nice. Um, and the, the, um, the, the victory cubes. point tracker, it's a dual double layered, yeah. um, exactly cardboard so the the little cubes stick in there nice they don't yeah, move around it's great cards are great um that leads us to the artwork artwork is great yeah um, like there, there's not a ton of artwork there's no nope. the uh, i mean the back of the deed cards which you don't really see it's all got the same yeah, artwork the bulk of but the, the artwork is the board the board which is really nice yeah and it's, it's, it's very nicely nice. done yeah it's great um, oh, the I actual like covered like the box yeah the box art is box art is great yes um just really nice and but yeah they, i mean it's like all kind of geometric like shapes right it's yeah. a very angular and oh it's great it's really nice everything yeah. is, i mean there's not a ton of artwork in the actual game when no. it's on the table but what is there is really nice um so do we recommend this game and if so who do we recommend it for um, i think this game is fantastic it's so fun and i don't know if you have the box beside you um yeah it's in a bunch of pieces oh i was just gonna see if you could see what they say the um, recommended ages for this because i'm not sure but i was gonna say it can go pretty young like 10 and up sort of thing i 12 and up you know i might even hazard younger just in the sense that it's so the gameplay is so simple and but it's it's crunchy like it's a very crunchy to get the strategy so you could play this though to even teach like grid coordinating right? Like learning how to use grid coordinates. What a fun. Yeah. yeah it's wh- got some basic stuff that you can learn. Yeah. It's... What a fun, simple way to teach like a child what, you know, how to find grid, like whatever grid markers, like, yeah, no, it's, and, it's cool. and the actual, like there are only three things you do. You don't have to really read anything. There's not a lot of text. No. So, you know, it's very they, straightforward. They, you could just play with kids to just have fun just putting the buildings down and, and doing that mm-hmm. and then slowly introduce the strategy. Like, okay, now if you're putting, um, you want to put this somewhere where it's going to be around a lot of the white buildings mm-hmm. and you're going to want to put this around a lot of the yellow buildings where there are lots of people. So I, I would say that you could 
I think you could go a little younger. So. You probably could. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that what I love particularly about this game is how much strategy is there. It's oozing. Oh with yeah, strategy. it's crunchy. It, it like every building you put down is so important as to where it's getting placed, what's next to it, what you plan on putting next to it later, what you hope someone else might place. Yeah. Or what you hope they might well, not place. And you have to buy your deeds. So you're like, oh, let That's me get that thing. deed. Let me get that deed. Am I going to have enough money? If so, I'm going to have to steal that oh, at 10 because they know I'm going to want to get it. Or will they think of it? Yeah, you know? Do they, do they realize that I really want that A3? Do they have enough money to steal it from me? Right? Can do I push it? they have money on hand? Can I wait another round? Because they don't have money. And I know that if they want that, they're on their next round, they they're going to get, get money. So I could build now and then I could get that card later. And there's all that yeah. kind of stuff going on. a lot here. of and then, thinking. And placing your buildings is so important. And then when you realize, like, so I placed a building down and then you you placed a building next to it and you're making a ton of, of uh, victory points off of it. It's like in my best interest to then try and switch that building yeah. out when I do an upgrade. I'm like, well, I'm, you've got a you've got one of your civic buildings here that gives you two points for every uh, uh, commercial, commercial building. building that you're beside. So... I'm going to replace that level two commercial building with a level three residential yeah. building. And you're, oh, and then those points, you're no longer and getting I, points. And I can't point. upgrade it anymore because there are buildings on right? both sides. There's no more there grids. Now we've, we've built yeah. around it and that's now that's locked in place. Yeah. And there's all that kind of stuff going on. It's crazy. Like there's so many times, this game could be a lot faster if decision making yeah. was, not this so difficult. And you say you a lot sit there faster, staring at the board. And it's still only an hour. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Quick, no, I'm just but I'm saying. just saying it could be way faster yeah. if, if if you didn't have so many difficult decisions to make on the decisions on what you want to do in your turn. Especially towards the end. Yeah, <laughs> on whether or not you want to buy a deed that you particularly want or you want to wait to see if you... Uh, I wait to see if you buy something that might make that one cheaper, cheaper or yeah. do I go get money now to, to hopefully make get sure that next I get turn, it. but then you might take it or do I build and like, and then where you put it, like the decision-making is crazy. Well, and then at the end you're like, a lot of times you're, you've got all these um, place markers that you need to build on and you're just like, okay, do oh, I keep man. building or do I buy that last card so that yeah, do I want to end this game yeah. now or do I want to build and then she's going to build yeah. and then I could build again. Like, oh, there's so many different <laughs> things going on. Um, it's so simple, but yeah, it's so that's, good. I love games like this when it's they're a brain so burner. simple. They're like the gameplay is so simple it is. and it's nice because on your turn, you, you're not like, you're not pouring over. What do I do? You're like, I can only do three things and I don't have to, like, they're simple, but then it's like, but what when do you want to place do? your building? It's like, yeah. Okay. Everything's riding on where I place this because it's just so the every building is so yeah. important. And you're like, do I want to? Oh, do I want to put down a a residential building now because I want to get ahead of her because we're almost at the end of the uh, end of the era and I want to make sure I'm ahead of her on the population track. Yeah, it's but it's fantastic. Not too far ahead, and there's all these different things. It's so 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 good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we really so, yeah. like. I recommend game. this game, and it's an amazing two-player game. Yeah, it is. It's so good two-player. It's just a chess match back and forth. You're trying to outwit each other and trying to, oh, just you're trying to just make the best decision possible and hope that your plan comes to, to fruition. fruition. <laughs> and then you got to change up and, th and just change directions and change strategy on the fly. So good. Yes. This is great. Did, did we mention this is from Arcane Wonders? Yes. Okay. At good. the beginning, yeah, I did. So, 
That is the Foundations of Rome, City Builder from Arcane Wonders. Yeah. And I think we can call that an episode. I think so. Yeah. We both highly recommend this game. It is very expensive. uh, So this might be a good game to go in on with somebody. Um, but or play a buddy's or copy. Get a copy in your group somehow, because my goodness, is it fun? That would this would be a good um, go in together kind of game. It'll be a great one because it's a game. This is a game that will come out a lot, like yep. because of the length. Like this is a game that you could play on a game night and still get in For like sure. smaller games on on the ends of it, or you could play two games, like yep. because of the time limit and it's easy because of the way they've set everything up it's an easy setup you're just putting the board out and giving each other their player trays like that's it and easy to explain easy to play fantastic yeah really great so yes we highly recommend foundations of rome from arcane wonders and yeah that's the end of this episode so you can find us on twitter at meeple dungeon our youtube channel the meeple dungeon uh, if you'd like to contact us, it is themeepledungeon at gmail.com. And yeah, next week or next episode is going to be episode 40. And we'll have to do something a little different, maybe yeah. something cool. I'm not sure what we're going to do for it, but that's episode 40 coming up uh, in, the, well, in the next week for sure. So yes. I don't know what we're going to do, but I guess you will find out soon. <laughs> so we are going to run and we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Have a great week, everyone. Cheers.